Thank you for those that are listening. You're listening to an In My Humble Opinion exclusive called Save the City. That song was very touching there, Charles. Uh, That's right. Love I just want to live. God save me. There's a mm, message mm-hmm. in that. Okay. Charlesville tomorrow. You're up. I know y'all got some good questions. Y'all are more technical than the rest of us. We we just having a good old time, a little cookout going on here on the radio. But let's get down to the meat and potatoes as to why we're here. Yeah, uh, Chief Brackney, uh, Jesse here. Charlesville tomorrow. I was really interested in the very start when you were speaking about the the economy and the maladaptive strategies playing a really big role in a lot of the crime that you're seeing. But I'm curious that you have spent more time and know much more about the actual shootings and the crimes than any of us here that have happened in the last six months in Charlottesville, where it's been really skyrocketing. And I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about what you're actually seeing in the crimes that have happened. Um, So, you know, you can never say what an actual person's motive was for any of those, right? For what um, moves a person to pull out a high powered weapon and just start randomly shooting throughout the community. Um, and um, what what moves a person to uh, the type of violence that we've been seeing. So um, I'm, not, I'm not a psychologist. I can only tell mm-hmm. you what the trends look like. One, um, you know, as Sade was saying, that there used to be ways in which people handled their disputes and their conflicts. And whether or not um, we understand that, there were these informal role model ways in which we saw that play out in community, right? There were older folks in the community um, that almost mediated these conflicts. And, you know, there were these also these unwritten rules, right? Um, about what you did. So when Sade was talking about, hey, me and my crew went somewhere else and, and we just kind of, you know, went at it for a little bit and we went home and, and life was done, right? There were these unwritten rules. Even when I was growing up in the, the 60s and 70s, you didn't jump anybody. If you jump somebody, that was just considered a punk move, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just didn't mm-hmm. do those kinds of things. Um, it, it was either a straight one or one or it was kind of, e- if it was even. But those are the things that you learned about by being around um, older generations, right? To learn what that yeah. looked like mm-hmm. and what the culture looked like. Unfortunately, and again, owning this through the policing, we literally gutted an entire generation, two and three generations of those black male mentors who were in the community who could have mm. helped with that kind of socialization process on how you handle disputes and, and how do you handle conflicts. So there's been no persons to say, this is what you do in the community. This is you don't defile your community. Mm. You don't sell, you don't, you know, sell drugs to, to, to you know, women. women who've got babies and mm. they're not feeding. I mean, there were these rules about how you did things. Now, when we have persons who are returning citizens to their communities, you know, the, the younger folks don't recognize them, nor do they know them. So when we're seeing the, um, and nor do they understand or respect the kind of gravitas that they brought with them back in the day, right? As a quote unquote OG, Mm -hmm. um, who could easily say this will not go on and it didn't go on. Well, Chief Rackman, I know when I came, when I came through uh, the system, um, through the streets and everything, it was no women, no children. They were off limits. You know, it was, it didn't matter if it was a drunk sitting around here. If you did something that went against the community, they showed up at your door. They dealt with you, you know, and 
I don't want to say, like Sade said earlier, I'm not advocating and saying that that was the way that things need to happen, but it was a different time. You know, yeah, you didn't mind. It was a code. Yeah, if a, yeah, if a kid rode a bike and he got too far right. down the street, they was like, no, 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 you need to go on back up here. Back you know what I'm saying? Right. So there were things that, you know, the mass incarceration took from us that. That's correct. And, and, and again, acknowledge yet. So what we have to do, real yeah. um, strategies are being very intentional about putting back into the community, mm-hmm. bringing into the community, introducing into the community people like Sade and Home the Hope. Mm-hmm. Right. We need to bring them back into the community. We need to understand and respect. Um, and I'm going to shout them out. But, you know, we need people like Will in the community. Mm-hmm. So when he's in the community talking about, you know, getting that fade, he's also infusing that knowledge. And how do you maintain yeah. West Bellamy's in the community? Right. Who these young folks see and and respect. And I can see Mayor Walker coming on um, to the mm-hmm. to the thing. But those kinds of. We have gutted the community of those potential mentors. Mm -hmm. So then we have to be intentional about infusing them back into the Jesse um, if we see it. So the majority of it is just not an ability to handle their rage, their their conflict, their pain. Um, Again, none of us is advocating for violence whatsoever, but you have to understand why somebody might pick up a gun. If you don't have any other way that you think you can cope or manage or exert your influence, you're going to come to what is expedient and what is close. That's right. And in black communities, there's an infiltration of gun violence and, and guns. I'm sorry. Um, particularly of guns. Yeah, you were It saying- has to be a bit of a challenge for you because that leads a, a bit to the, the trust gap that some people have that they're not going to normally call the police if something happens that I'll just take care of it myself and so you're getting these things and maybe it's a, another incident was related to the first one because people are handling and they're not involving law enforcement and right. taking care of it in the community. That's hmm. correct. And that's why we need to be careful about our language. When we have people in our own community pitting each other against each other, hmm. those persons who are informed, who um, are influencers, you can't then start taking hits and and at people like you know um city officials who are trying to get something done right it's easy to stand on the sidelines and throw darts at people when the real work is um you don't realize how you undermine a system that is attempting to be created to make communities whole Mm. and i may not be part of that trust system and that's okay i don't have to be and shouldn't be right there's an important part about that legitimacy, but at least, as I said before, tell somebody else, talk to, call somebody else and say, here's what we think and afraid is going to happen. Then we can put place things in, in, in um, place to disrupt that. That's right. And what I mean by disrupt, that doesn't always mean jail. Sometimes yeah. just a mere presence of more people in the area will often de-escalate stuff because yeah. people don't want to be seen and don't want to be par- um, identified as being part of it. There are so many things that we actually could do, yeah. um, Elliot, that I believe um, if given the opportunity to do, we could do here. I'd like to welcome Mayor Walker um, on here. Good to see your smiling face. Now, I'm going to jump right into it because she led uh, the chief led to a, um, a segue that I have to ask you. Yes, we had these people taken out of the communities that could have kind of monitored and let certain things happen. But we also don't have what we used to have where the doctor 
lived in our neighborhood. The gas station man lived in our neighborhood. The mechanic lived in our neighborhood. How difficult is it for our community at this point where most of us don't have the credit that we need to get these businesses or, or pass the credit check to be able to get there, to be able to go to the city and maybe ask for money to help build up the resources inside of uh, the city? Mm. Is that a question for me? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. Well, let me start by saying that um, I don't think all of those people are out of the neighborhood. So I think that's one thing that we have to um, maybe shift from, too. Um, you know, people are close this community is small. Um, it's really about going back to those principles of where your well-being was my well-being. It's not necessarily that the people are not present. So that's one. Uh, I think that's the biggest when we're talking about in, internally that we have to shift from. Mm -hmm. We also have to discuss that there are these long term. So, yes, we know that there has been... Um, you know, jobs, opportunities, education, right. all of those things are things that we, I mean, I campaigned on mm -hmm. I've, my entire life. They have been a problem when we're talking about this particular time in our history. We're talking about how do people who um, have experienced those um, problems before those traumas have been in those situations. What is changing about where they are? to where now people are dying, right? And yeah. so that's our um, immediate fix is how do we get people who are, um, you know, who are having a very challenging time because I'm, and I'm, I'm sitting here now trying to, because I know some of the community wants to save those criminals out there. And I just don't think that that's just not how my mind works. Um, I think people are having a challenging time and the way that they are expressing that is what we have to figure out um, first and foremost. And then we move forward um, while simultaneously moving towards what I hope we all been working on anyway, mm -hmm. is how to, um, stop allowing the system that has been created in Charlottesville for generations to keep destroying um, people and their families to where this sense of hopelessness that creates um, this expression mm -hmm. of um, violence that we're seeing in the community, that that stops happening. So there's those immediate um, things that we need to focus on and then those things that we should have been focusing all along that we just have to speed up uh, so that people feel like that we're actually doing something and they have opportunities um, and we can't keep expecting people to wait for um, decades um, right. for those opportunities to manifest. Well, let me ask you this. And Shada, you probably be a better person. That I can answer it, but I don't think I should by, because I'm asking questions. When I was out there doing wrong, I knew I was doing wrong, right? So at what point do we take some accountability for those of us that are out there in industries. Well, can I answer that before you? Yes, ma'am. So, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Because this, <laughs> I just want to, I just want to make sure that we're having, you know, this accountability piece. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Some people who are um, 
you know, maybe stronger than other people. We all know that. You can look at their relationships. There are some people who make it out of these systems and it don't totally destroy them and deplete them. Mm-hmm. And some people that we may be asking to be more accountable, we are um, usually assuming that they have the ability to be accountable the way that you may have been. Yeah. And part of helping to heal the community is to leave all the assumptions at the door and meet the individual yes. um, that may be where they are and figure out what they need and how to give it to them. So that would be my answer to that. And now I'm going to. Yeah, no, no, man. You hit the nail on the head. So mm-hmm. I was going to initially say like, you know, I, I, I'm very um, cautious not to generalize like that everybody's who's black experience has been the same as mine. Right. So even mm-hmm. in the work that I do, I recognize that every, anybody who comes to me, or that I'm in a close relationship with, they're an individual, right? Yeah. So I can't expect someone who, some things that could have broke me that didn't, might break the next person. That's true. That's very right? true. So they might not have, I, we were different people, we're made up different, right? The way we think is different, right? Um, someone who, it took me going to jail on my distribution charges um, three years for it to finally click. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Somebody it might take somebody else 30 days for it to click. Mm-hmm. So the accountability factor, I think that has more so to do with individuals. Once they've, um, if they, once you know better, you do better. Like right. the, 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 there's the there's the expectation of if you know to do something, mm-hmm. now that you're accountable for that. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, if you're not, if you don't see it in your community. If you don't have access to resources, mm-hmm. if you if you've always been given the short end of the stick, or given crumbs off the table, mm-hmm. like if you put two hungry dogs, starving dogs in a cage, eventually they're going to start going at each other. Okay. Right? Well, well, that being said, let me let me ask you this then: If we're looking at it from that lens, Mayor Walker, what can council do? To help interject resources into these people, because at, at a point somebody has to be accountable. If we're saying that the people in the neighborhoods that we came through aren't accountable because of circumstances, can we then that? turn and look at council and say, "Okay, you have to be held accountable," because I don't want to be held accountable. So I got—I mean, I know I'm playing devil's advocate right here, but people yeah. do ask these questions, and the reason for this mm-hmm. particular show is to talk about the things that people won't talk about. So, Mayor Walker, and my I question. To all, oh, I'm you sorry. All the time, I know, I know how you roll. So yeah. I'm oh. Gonna... Is... <laughs> 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 Mayor Walker, I have said to him on more than one occasion, the devil doesn't need an advocate. <laughs> <laughs> out there and say what you got to say. <laughs> so what I think, and and this is the thing, you. We know that that personal accountability piece, Uh you know, if there aren't people in positions of leadership um, that care about people, then your life doesn't change if you don't take that accountability yourself. So I am not saying that people um, don't have to take accountability. Mm -hmm. saying is how we talk to people about what that looks like Mm -hmm. how we build them up and help them believe that they even have the ability to take that Mm -hmm. accountability to make some of those changes we have to change the way we address them and talk to them in in the first place is council having this conversation about helping though yeah i think we have been maybe not everybody but i definitely if i'm just gonna 
Yes, ma'am. Um, I think Councillor Bellamy, um, you know, if we're talking about the last two council and Councillor Elwards, um, <laughs> you know, all of us, and we're on here speaking primarily to, uh, you know, black audience, then we were very invested because we understood um, what was needed in the community to shift those um, resources. Mm-hmm. We're talking about council's responsibility, there's never been a time in history where government hasn't played a role in creating some of the disparities that we have at this moment. Mm. So for any of us to say we're not responsible or accountable, it should be unacceptable to us, to us all. There's no way that we are not responsible. Um, and so, yes, we have to do our part too. And it's a major part <laughs> and it has to be major investments. One of my biggest fears at this time is Um, What happens when you go through depressions, great recessions, great depressions, right? Who gets um, the short end of the stick there? And if we end up um, where we do not prioritize making sure people are not in a worse position, which was already bad in this community, it was horrible, Mm -hmm. than they were before the pandemic, um, we are really going to fail people. And trying to dig out of a deeper hole filled with disparities is going to take um, decades Mm -hmm. and not just 10 years or 20 years. We're talking about 50, 100 years. And I, every day when I wake up, whenever I can go to sleep to wake up, Mm -hmm. I am thinking about how to Mm -hmm. um, fix that and the role that I, the position that I currently have, how can I use my influence to make sure that even if I'm not here, that there is some accountability that we and that we can hold the next set of um, leadership to, and that um, there is a clear kind of blueprint mm-hmm. um, for where we need to go. And there have been enough conversations that people know that if we don't do it, we are not going to be surprised by what the stats look like um, mm-hmm. in the coming years and the the devastating toll it's going to take on our most vulnerable um you know community members okay i want to go ahead and take another break i really want to come back this last 30 35 minutes and talk about personally what can we do to change the narrative as to what's going on because reporting on it doesn't seem to be enough just locking people up doesn't seem to be enough. So what can we do as a community from A to Z to try to help change the narrative? This is an In My Humble Opinion exclusive. We'll be right back. <laughs> 